Welcome to this edition of Back to Basics with Pastor Brian Broderson. Regardless of the depth to which we have sunk in our sin and depravity, no one's gone so deep that the love of Christ cannot reach them. No one's gone so deep. There's no point where the love and the sacrifice and the blood of Christ would not provide atonement for us. Today on Back to Basics, Pastor Brian continues his study in the Gospel of Mark. Join us as Pastor Brian begins his teaching on Mark, chapter 15, verses 1 through 15, in a message titled, A Parable of the Gospel. Now, here's Pastor Brian. We want to look specifically at this person, really, Barabbas, and the stories surrounding him here. And it's interesting because I think probably all of us, and especially those of us that are Christians, you know, committed to Christ and the gospel, we look at this story and we think, you know, how did these people choose this guy Barabbas over Jesus? What were they thinking? And yet, the truth of the matter is, Barabbas was much more appealing to them than was Jesus if we understand their their mindset in regard to the Messiah. Now, we look at Barabbas and we think, wow, this guy, he created a rebellion. Somebody was murdered in the process. He was like a modern-day terrorist leader. And we look at that and we think, how could anybody choose him? But remember... To the average person, Barabbas was a hero because he was fighting against the despised Romans. He was fighting against that oppressive nation that was infringing on the rights of God's people. And they would have seen Barabbas as, you know, he was closer in their minds to what the Messiah would be than was Jesus. Because Jesus, of course, at this point, Jesus, he's... Now, now remember, he's in Jerusalem, and he's, of course, performed some miracles in and around Jerusalem, but most of his ministry's been up in Galilee. And so they hear these things that he's, well, he's healed some people, and he's given sight to the blind, and, he, you know, he's done these different things, but that's not helping our problem with Rome. And as a matter of fact, not only was Jesus not raising up a, a military force to fight against the Romans, he was teaching against that approach. So if you think about it, when Pilate offered them the choice between Jesus, who was called the Messiah, and Barabbas, and and of course, because of the instigation of some in the crowd, they thought, well, of course, we want Barabbas. He He can do what we need to have done. He can fight against the Romans. And man, if he's free, then there's a greater possibility that, that he's going to be able to continue his campaign and perhaps one day we will be delivered. That was the mentality. But of course, it was the completely wrong mentality. But it, but it was a mentality that Peter himself even expressed when Jesus told him that 
earlier we, re, we read about it, where Jesus had told the disciples that he was going to go, he was going to be betrayed, he was going to be crucified and so forth. And remember, Peter said, never, no way, that's never going to happen to you. And Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. So Peter, he, his idea about the Messiah was really the same as the people that were wanting the, the liberation of Barabbas. Now, that's kind of the, the setting. But what we need to see here with Barabbas and the angle that I want us to look at today is that Barabbas is really a parable of the gospel. He himself is he's like an embodiment in, in a sense of the gospel, the truth of the gospel. He becomes a living illustration, and the situation becomes a living illustration of those many passages in Scripture that speak of the innocent dying in the place of the guilty or of the just one dying in the place of the unjust ones. And we see that spelled out most clearly in the 53rd chapter of Isaiah. Some of you are familiar with that 53rd chapter. That is the the chapter that has been referred to as it it deals with the suffering servant. But let me read to you some, some statements from Isaiah 53, and you can see clearly what we're talking about here. So it says in Isaiah 53 that he was wounded, speaking of this servant of the Lord. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. So you see God laying the sins of the people upon his servant. And then it says, he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth, yet it pleased the Lord to crush him. He has put him to grief. When you make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant shall justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. So this was the prophecy. This was that side of the messianic prophecy that the people just neglected or, or even refused to consider because, like I said, the messianic ideal was a king, a savior, a deliverer, uh, somebody like David, somebody even greater than David, who's going to bring Israel back to the height of power. But Isaiah 53 said something different. And so this is what we see happening here. Now, in the New Testament, we come to that great passage in 2 Corinthians 5.21, where the same thing is stated that is there in the 53rd chapter of Isaiah. And let me read to you that passage. And it says this, for God made Jesus, who knew no sin, to be the sin offering for us, that we might become the righteousness that God requires or the righteousness that God will accept in him. So you see, God made Jesus the sin offering so that we who are the sinners could be made righteous in him. And again, that's the story 
that we read here. This is the story of Barabbas. And that's why I said his life is a parable, and especially this event in his life. This is a parable of the gospel. This is, this is the gospel. This is what it is. A guilty man, an evil man, a wicked man is set free. A righteous, holy, and a just man is condemned. This passage has been called the great exchange. And it's the exchange of the life of Christ given for our lives. His life for our life. That's what this is about. His life in exchange for ours. That's what happened. And that's what happened with Barabbas. Now, again, let's just think about it from the, the standpoint of reality. Now, I, I, you know, I talked a minute ago about how people would have thought. Barabbas, you know, he sounds like a, a pretty promising guy because he can overthrow the Romans. But let's think about who he really was. But first of all, let's think about who Jesus really was and what Jesus did. So, so with Jesus, you had a person who had only gone about doing good. That was the reputation of Jesus. He had gone about doing good. He was healing those who were oppressed by the devil. He caused the lame to walk, the blind to see, the deaf to hear, the mute to speak, the maimed to be made whole, the lepers to be cleansed. He fed the multitudes. He delivered people from demonic possession and oppression. The dead were brought back to life, and sinners were bid to come freely and receive mercy and grace. So that's, that's Jesus. And the, these are the two people that you know, Pilate is giving the choice. Who do, who do you want? The other, Barabbas, we've already seen a little bit, but he's a notorious criminal. Now, this guy is a criminal. He, like I said, he's like the leader of a terrorist organization, and he has raised up an insurrection, a revolt against the authorities, and he's committed murder in the process. And so I think we can safely say by just looking at the reality, one man, Jesus, is righteous. The other man is evil. In these two people, there's God's Messiah and God's way, and there's man's Messiah and man's way. And, of course, the tragedy is men always choose their way rather than God's way. And that's what we see happening here we see that this righteous man is actually delivered over to condemnation and the unrighteous man is set free. Now, as I said, this is a parable because Barabbas is really a picture of every one of us. I can say today, I am Barabbas. A righteous man died so I, a guilty man, could be set free. You could say the same thing. We are all Barabbas. We all have sinned. We all have rebelled. We all have, uh, you know, as, as um, Barabbas is an insurrectionist. An insurrectionist is a person who revolts against authority. And we have revolted against God's authority. We've spent our lives doing that. So we are very much 
like Barabbas, and we very much deserve to be punished, but Jesus was punished in our place. He was delivered up because of our offenses. That's why he died. He died for our offenses. He took our place by dying for the sins that we committed. Now, here's the big question. Why? Why allow this? I mean, why Jesus, why did he even allow any of this in the first place? But you see, this is the whole point. Had he saved himself, he could not have saved us. And so why did he do what he did? Why did he submit himself to this? Why did he stand by silently, as we read, as the people cried out, crucify him and give us Barabbas. And Pilate says, come on, say something. Defend yourself. Speak up. Why does Jesus remain silent? He remains silent because he's determined to go to the cross because he knows it's the only way that we can be saved. But what was driving him to do it? Well, what was driving him to do it was love. His love for us. And I love the way it it is stated in Revelation chapter 1. It says, um, as John, you know, is communicating praise to the Lord there, it says, now to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. That's what happened. Because he loved us, he washed us from our sins in his own blood. Because he loved us, he gave his life in exchange for ours. That's the great exchange. His life for our lives. And because he gave his life, we, like Barabbas then, have been set free. And the amazing thing is to think Jesus dies for sin. And then the one with sin still on them is set free. That's the story. That's our story. Jesus dies so we can be set free. Now, here's something that we should know. Do you know we're always going to be sinners? We're even as redeemed, forgiven God's people, we're always going to be sinners. But what happens is God takes the righteousness of Jesus and he puts it on top of our sin. He covers our sin. And so we become the righteousness that God requires through that act of God. But we're still sinners. And so I'm still a sinner. It was what Christ did that set me free. And now his righteousness is a righteousness that begins to overtake that unrighteousness in my life. Now, one other thing about Barabbas that's really quite fascinating. Barabbas his name is made up of two Aramaic words. And sometimes if you're reading an older translation, I think mostly the older translations, you'll find the word bar many times. Simon Barjona. If you have a King James version, that's how Peter's referred to, Simon Barjona. Bar means son. I think most of us, if we think about it, we will automatically know what Abba means. Abba means father, remember? 
So the name of this man is son of the father. How interesting is that? Son of the father. Now, some people have said, yes, he's the son of the father, the devil. Because Jesus spoke about some people being, you know, you are the son of your father, the devil. But I don't think it's a reference to that. What I think it's really a reference to, and, and in the Bible, names mean something. You know, today we name people, uh, we name our kids just a name that we like. Doesn't matter what it means. It's just, I like this name, so we name them that. And then they find out what their name means. They're like, why did you name me that? <laughs> My daughter, Kelsey, her name means from the ship aisle. <laughs> She's not from the ship aisle, but we like the name Kelsey, so we named her that. But in the Bible, the names were given in hope of the character and the life and the future of the child. So no doubt the parents of Barabbas wanted him to be a son of the father. They wanted him to be a a believer, a follower of God. More than likely. Now, I can't say for sure that there's a connection to this, but I think it is possible because what we can put together here is that, you see, it was through the act of Jesus that sinners can become sons and daughters of the Father. And so again, Barabbas becomes like a an example. He becomes a type. He becomes a parable. He becomes a story of this is how things happen. How does one become a son of the father? How does one become a daughter of the father? Through what the one and only son of God did on the cross. And so again, I can't prove that's the case, but it seems to me that it very well could be. Because, again, it's through what Jesus did on the cross by taking our place, by dying the just for the unjust, that we can become the children of God. And perhaps Barabbas is a parable of the gospel more than we've even known. That in his very name, he's a parable of the gospel. Now, finally, the beautiful thing about this story is that it reminds us that regardless of the depth to which we have sunk in our sin and depravity, no one's gone so deep that the love of Christ cannot reach them. No one's gone so deep. There's no point where the love and the sacrifice and the blood of Christ would not provide atonement for us. You know, before I left for my trip, we did a conference here with um, Dr. Lennox and the different things that happened. And I was speaking at that conference on, they assigned me a a topic, Jesus, the ultimate game changer. And I just used that title to talk about how Jesus has changed the game for all those that have met him. And I was talking about how, you know, Jesus' impact on, 
you know, culture, society, civilization, you know, all of those things. But then coming down more specifically to the impact of Jesus on individual lives. Because, of course, that's how cultures and civilizations are impacted. They're impacted because people's lives are impacted. But I was sharing about how Christ can take the chief of sinners and make that person a son or a daughter of God and completely alter their lives, completely turn their lives around. And I I told this story, and I hope I didn't tell it at church on Sunday because then I'd be telling it again. And that's a bad sign when you keep start repeating yourself <laughs> it means you're getting old and uh but i was out at our conference center in marietta and there was a man that was there and he was doing some work around the conference center and i and i know this person and actually i didn't realize that he still worked there i thought he kind of moved on to something else but i saw him and we had a great exchange and it was wonderful and just such a loving you know just a great great man uh, just in the sense of the love of Jesus and the joy of the Lord and all of that. You know, he's cleaning the bathroom, basically, but he just was doing it with all kinds of joy. And the thing that filled my heart with joy and amazement, and I know his story, but I thought about it when he walked away, that man spent 40 years in prison for murder. And he came to Christ in prison. And he served 40 years, and he was released. And, and man, he's just been, you know, since his release, he's just been serving Jesus and rejoicing all the way. And I thought, wow, Lord, you're so amazing that you do this, that you take people, and however deep they've sunken into the pit of sin and corruption and wickedness and all of those things, you know, it's, it's just amazing what God does. And Barabbas is just a reminder. He's a parable of the gospel. Jesus dies so sinners can be set free. He gives his life in exchange for our lives. And it never ceases to amaze me. The wonder of this. And for you today, many of you know that. I'm trusting probably most of you know that. But maybe some of you have not realized that. Maybe some of you have even thought, I don't think Christ can forgive me because of the things that I've done. You don't know where I've been and what I've done. No, I don't know. But God knows and he loves you. Jesus knew everything about all of us when he went to the cross. It didn't stop him from going to the cross because God demonstrated his love for us in that while we were sinners and while we were enemies, Christ died for us. Just like on that day, he died for Barabbas. Whether or not Barabbas ever received that, nobody knows. But he could have because in even a deeper sense than was seen on the surface, Jesus was giving his life in exchange for the life of this man. And so that's the gospel. Barabbas is a parable of the gospel and how we thank God for. 
month of September, Back to Basics Radio is offering a book titled A London Sparrow, the inspiring and true story of Gladys Allward by Phyllis Thompson. Everyone loves a story of an unlikely person overcoming insurmountable odds. And as Christians, we all want to be used by God in great ways. The story of Gladys Allward is the story of both. A woman who was rejected by the China Inland Mission due to being unfit and uneducated, but used greatly by God to reach the lost in China. A London Sparrow chronicles the Christ-led adventure of Gladys Allward's perilous and solitary journey from London to China through a war zone and prison. Be inspired by what God can do through a life that is surrendered to Him. We encourage you to call us right now at 1-800-733-6443 or visit us online at backtobasicsradio.com to order a London Sparrow, the inspiring and true story of Gladys Allward by Phyllis Thompson. And when you give a gift to Back to Basics, we'll send you this book as our way to say thank you. We do appreciate your generous support of this ministry. We'd also like to remind you that all of our other resources are waiting for you at backtobasicsradio.com or by calling our request line at 1-800-733-6443. That's 1-800-733-6443. Our desire is to encourage you in your daily walk with God. We'll continue tomorrow with more valuable insights from Pastor Brian as we study together in the Gospel of Mark. Back to Basics is the preaching and teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa, California.